0: A lot of people speaking out on the notwithstanding clause, the new legislation that has now been and will get passed through uh, the legislation. And a lot of people speaking out. Former Premier Bill Davis, not too happy that the Premier went this route. Brian Mulrooney, not too happy that we went this route. Number of politicians going around saying that they're not too happy that this is the route that the Premier chose, albeit. There's still a big understanding that no law was broken. It is part of the Constitution, and it is a tool available to governments to use. It's been used 16 times across the country, once now in Ontario. And so what happens now? Well, the the hysteria will, in fact, continue. And I think we've now realized that the left and those who hate everything about Doug Ford, this is the path that they are going To go through. I want to bring in someone who is a big part of crafting this new legislation dealing with all of this upheaval. She is the new Attorney General here in Ontario, also the Minister of Francophone Affairs. Carolyn Mulrooney joins me now. Minister Mulrooney, you know, you sure are uh, raising a lot of, I guess, ire in uh, Queen's Park these days because many are upset about uh, a part of the Constitution that's rarely used, but certainly not ever, never used. And so, you know, do you stand behind this, even though you hear all the noise?
1: Well, I absolutely stand behind this decision. And uh, you said that that we are raising the ire at Queens Park, maybe on one side of the house, that I can tell you on the other side of the house, um, our government is fully behind this decision. Um it's, uh, it's important. The election is coming on October 22nd in the city of Toronto, and uh, we need to provide certainty to the voters of Toronto.
0: Certainly a lot of people are asking, well, why? Who cares about Toronto issues? You guys are a provincial government. You run the province. Worry about the province and not just one area, which is the city of Toronto and councillors in particular.
1: Well, we ran on a, on a promise to, uh, to streamline government and make government work for people. And that's what our bill uh, was intended to do, by making, uh, reducing the size of Toronto City Council from, it was going from 44 to 47 wards, to reducing that to 25 wards so that it aligns with the federal boundaries and the provincial boundaries. But
0: if I'm living Um, in London, why do I care? If I'm living in Hamilton, why do I care?
1: Well, this, this is about... You know, for the City of Toronto, this is about making sure that they get the, they can, they're able to get the housing and infrastructure and, uh, and supports that they need. But this, for, from, uh, you know, on a bigger level, this, uh, this discussion and arguing, the arguments that we're having at Queen's Park today are about, um, about the legislature's right to uh, to exercise jurisdiction over municipalities and uh, and our right to invoke the notwithstanding clause to ensure that we can protect that that uh, jurisdiction.
0: Bill Davis, who I'm sure you know, uh, not amused. He came out today speaking out about this. You've got guys like Bob Ray who are you know outraged over this. Uh, your own father, Mr. Mulrooney, Brian Marooney, has commented on it. So everyone politically is weighing in on why they don't like it or why they wouldn't use this particular piece of uh, uh, of legislation or power. Uh, to do this are there any regrets any questions as to why on this issue and maybe not something bigger
1: well um, certainly no regrets uh, there it, it certainly has uh, evoked a lot of emotion uh, from uh, from politicians uh, you know in my father's case and, and uh, this has been uh, something that's come up quite a bit over the last few days my father has uh from from i mean it's been almost 40 years that he's been talking about his opposition to the inclusion of the notwithstanding clause in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms so he was opposed to the inclusion of it, but he certainly recognizes that it is a legal tool for democratically elected governments to use. Um, for, for, with respect to other other criticisms of it, this is the first time it's being used in Ontario's history. But it's not the first time that a provincial legislature has invoked the notwithstanding clause, and we are invoking it in this case because one, it is a legal tool that's at our disposal. And, uh, you know, the city of Toronto uh, needs certainty around its election. It's coming up in uh, five or six weeks, October 22nd. And so we need to be able to provide certainties about the rules under which the mm-hmm. election will be conducted.
0: One of the things that I've been speaking about on the show um, and the way I kind of see it is that, you know, maybe in Mr. Mulrooney, Mr. Davis's time, they didn't have to enact this kind of, of provision because governing then was not nearly as activist and or, um, you know, as organized, at disrupting governing as it is today. And so when you get a guy like Mike Harris, you get a guy like Doug Ford, you've got all these activists coming in and really kind of making as much noise as they can. They've learned that they can do that and either derail the narrative and or derail uh, the process. And that is obviously what's going on. You've got the NDP making a lot of noise in Queens Park. Do you get the sense after you know the last week or so or certainly since talking about notwithstanding in this this measure being taken do you get the sense that this is going to be the next four years with the ford government is the ndp trying to shut down everything in queens park and activists every day
1: well i, I can't speculate on that we just have to you know make sure that we we uh work on our, we, we move forward on our agenda and that we work hard to make life more affordable and make government work for people uh, but, you know, a lot of the debate today in the last couple of days has been about our use, our decision to invoke the notwithstanding clause. But, uh, you know, Alex, we are also a decision, the judge uh, issued his ruling on Monday, and mm-hmm. we are appealing that, that decision. Sure. So we are going through the process of the appeal. I can't comment further on the appeal, but we are certainly, we respect the process, uh, and we are going through it. It's just, unfortunately, in this case, we don't have the luxury of time. So we, uh, you know, uh, there are appeal processes, you, you know, uh, judges can be appealed. Courts mm-hmm. of appeal exist because sometimes judges do get it wrong. We believe that in this case, the judge did make an error. And so that's why we are appealing it to the Ontario Court of Appeal and also seeking a stay.
0: Okay. So let me let uh, me cut in, in there, though. Of- if you had more time just to go through with the appeal process, let's say the election was a year away, would you have let just the appeal process go through and not done the with, notwithstanding
1: I can't speculate on that, but I, I can't, you know, we decided to use uh, Invoke Section uh, 33 and bring back the legislature because time is of the essence in this case. So, you know, we certainly respect the judicial uh, process and, and, and uh, immediately filed our appeal. And so we will wait for the, for the judges, uh, you know, for the, for the, the Court of Appeals' response, uh, but we don't know how long that will take.
0: Will this become a thing? You've got a lot of people saying, okay, so are they going, is the Ford government, is this how they're going to run the province that we are going to see the notwithstanding clause used every time, you know, they try to do something?
1: We, look, we, uh, our governments in the past have been challenged by uh, litigants. It's, I mean, that's why my ministry exists in part, to, to defend government policies uh, that, are, that are litigated. Um, At the same time, you know, I can't speculate on what the next four years will look like. Uh, We are working hard every day to, you know, to make life more affordable and and fulfill the promises that we made during our election campaign. Um, Some people are not going to like it, and they're welcome to use the courts, and we will defend our policies in those
0: cases. Do you get the sense, though, that there's going to be any kind of working relationship between the Conservatives and the NDP, or are they are we going to see this kind of upheaval and chaos that we saw uh, saw today?
1: Well, I certainly hope that they will appreciate that uh, what we're what our purpose and what our mandate is is to make life, as I've said a few times already, make life more affordable, and that should be something that they should be considering as well. And so, I hope that they will realize that. Uh, this isn't about theater, uh, which is the way they're suge- – what they're suggesting that this is not about – you know, the, the what they're suggesting is not actually the case. This is about we are doing what we believe is right, what is in the best interest of the people of Ontario, and in this case, for the city
0: of Toronto. I do think that we're seeing a pattern. We're up to seven, maybe eight lawsuits, the Greenpeace being the latest, um, you know, where you've got these activist groups that are either going to use the courts to try to get in and around what you guys are doing – Or somehow stall this. But there's so many tactics these activists today can use and will use uh, to disrupt your mandate. Uh, Is this what you're foreseeing? Is that you're going to be dealing with constant, constant court cases and challenges to everything you do?
1: Uh, Well, as I said, I can't predict that. But, you know, Alex, we were elected on June 7th. Uh, the ca- our cabinet was appointed June 28th and we came back uh, with a, an, an unusual summer session right away and we got to work and so we've been very busy and so we have been bringing in legislation. So I'm not surprised that there is probably a lot of leg- uh, litigation as a result, maybe more so than others have done, but I don't, you know, we've been particularly busy um, and, uh, and moving forward with our agenda. So I think that's part of the course of governing Uh, Whether people are being more activists, you know, I I might have to do a little study on that and see what's happened in the past. But I can tell you that I think that this is part of it. The Ministry of the Attorney General is ready for it. Um, But we will still be moving ahead with our agenda because we believe what we're doing is in the best interest of the people of Ontario and, in this case, the people of the City of Toronto.
0: Quickly, just just to throw something at you because your your background is in law, um, would you ever possibly talk to your federal counterparts about uh, looking into to the role of judges and if in fact they are becoming too activist in their role? Because we you know we had the decision with Trans Mountain last week, we have this particular ruling on Monday, which if you read it and I know you have, um, I think most agree. Uh, In in fact, I'd say 99% agree that that it was an overreach, and it was a a very kind of odd uh, particular ruling where it seemed that the judge was now trying to make the laws. Do you get the sense there's a type of conversation that can be had about maybe changing this or or, uh, looking into whether judges are overreaching?
1: Well, I I, I don't know. You know, I think that in this case, um, we believe that the judge decision uh, was wrongly decided, and so therefore... Uh, we're appealing the decision, and I know that uh, this is perhaps going, this is going on for governments in, in, in other provinces as well, and perhaps we'll have an opportunity to discuss this at a, at a, at a higher level. But uh, I don't have any plans to do that right now. I'm just focused on making sure that uh, we, we get through the next few weeks so that we can provide certainty to the people uh, in the city of Toronto.
0: Well, you may need to uh, wear some kind of protection to work from now on, like a helmet, because it's going to be chaotic. (laughs) Minister, thank you so much.
1: My pleasure. Thanks, Alex.
0: That is uh, Minister Carolyn Mulrooney joining us tonight. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.